Welcome back to another episode of the RJM Podcast. My name is Reed, of course, uh, and joining me today, she's not a famous actress, but her name is Emma Watson. She is a uh, student journalist at Indiana University. She'll be joining us from Bloomington, Indiana today. Um, I would c consider her an expert in the game of soccer, uh, and she covers the Indiana women's soccer team. Emma, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Reed. Thank you for inviting me onto the podcast. I'm doing pretty well. Um, speaking of the women's team today, if you want me to talk a little bit about that, uh, they won a thrilling 3-2 uh, victory against the Maryland Terrapins today, and I had to report on that, and that was very fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to come onto the podcast and talk about soccer, specifically the major league soccer in America, which is something that I don't usually cover. I'm more of a European soccer gal, but I'm excited to talk about um, all of this today. Yeah, and uh, so today, obviously, talking about MLS uniforms, most teams have released one kit, a couple teams have released two, um, and a few haven't released any at all. Um, but I would say we have probably about half the uniforms. Uh, so we're doing about half the MLS uniforms now. And then hopefully, um, I'm not sure when the rest of them will come out, but in a couple weeks or a month or however long it is, there will be some more RJM podcast content out to talk about MLS uniforms. Um, and if I remember correctly, you're a fan of Minnesota United, correct? I am. Yeah, so I'm an Arsenal fan. I know you're an Arsenal fan too. Um, and I would agree with you. I'm more of a European soccer fan as well. Um, and for context purposes, I'm a Nashville fan. I'm from Nashville. Um, so if you see any bias towards Minnesota or Nashville uh, in our discussions, uh, that might be the reason why. But, you know, speaking of Minnesota, let's take a second to talk about this Minnesota United kid because – I was a huge fan of it, um, mainly because I love the color light blue. Um, but, I mean, it, it kind of combines uh, – it, it's a sort of loud uniform in terms of it's a bright color. It draws attention to it. But I think it's simple enough where they're not trying to do something too crazy, whereas maybe the Philadelphia Union uh, went a little too far with theirs. Uh, what do you think about these Minnesota United away uniforms? I think, I think you put it perfectly. It's, it's very simple. Um, I like that they're going away from the usual template that we see in the MLS with the three stripes on the shoulder and uh, a main primary color to fill it. I like that it's drawing in on their accents, their light blue accent colors, and just to kind of make it pop. They called it the river kit. Um, and I, I guess they kind of achieved their goal. We see a, a big pattern of these kits that they finally released of these light blue colors. But I think that this is very simple. It's a nice, delicate sky blue that's pleasing to look at, especially against the um, darker accents of, of black and then, of course, the white as well. It's very simple. Um, they're not doing anything too crazy. There's no underlying uh, uh, decorations or other designs underneath it to kind of take away from just the simplistic design. And I think it's a good kit, especially um, considering that the Minnesota United franchise is kind of on the rise right now. Um, they did really well in the MLS playoffs. They lost to the Seattle Sounders, sadly. Uh, I watched that game. Um, but I think it's, it's very simple and it kind of makes the point. And it doesn't, it doesn't go super duper crazy. So I think it's, I think it's good. Yeah. And one thing I really love about MLS uniforms is uh, a lot of times with their away kits, if you look over in Europe, a lot of times you'll see teams with away kits um, that don't necessarily match the team's color scheme. Um, for example, you look at Manchester city last year, their colors, sky blue and white. 
Uh, and their away kit was this sort of neon yellow and pink mixture. And then they had an all black kit. And a lot of times in, uh, in European soccer, there's uh, really, there's differences in colors. Um, you don't usually see the team's secondary color ever get a primary shirt. And, and you see that sometimes Arsenal, for example, this year, we're red and white. Um, our home kit is red this year. Our away kit is white. Um, but typically Arsenal will go for something like a blue or a yellow is their way. And I think I, I like that. And I think it's unique, but I also do like the contrast in the MLS. Whereas for example, you look at Nashville SC last season, they got a gold Jersey at home uh, and their secondary color blue is the main color of their wagers. They're doing that again this season. And I like to see that uh, across the MLS. Um, and I like a few, when a few teams get a little more creative, the Seattle Sounders kind of a team who do that a lot, uh, mixing in brighter colors like pink, um, sometimes going with a light blue that kind of thing. But that, that's, that's one thing I like about the MLS a lot that they, they really incorporate secondary colors. They make it look like your team is your team, whether they're at home or away. And I think Minnesota United did a really good job of that this year. MLS is really good about um, identity. Uh, they have certain colors that pertain to certain teams and you're right about European soccer. Um, kits change so frequently each year. There's a new kit and there's new designs. Um, there was a lot of criticism uh, this year about Manchester City's away kit design. Oh, that was horrible. It looks so, it was just so much. And the same with Manchester United with their third kit design. It was, again, so much. Um, the MLS is simple, but you can kind of see in some of these releases is that there are teams that are trying to do a little bit more to go above and beyond. And sometimes it hits the nail on the coffin. I mean, it's perfect. It's good. It's nice. It fits the club. But other times, it doesn't. And um, you start to see that uh, with Inter-Miami. Um, their main colors are pink and black, but they added in kind of a teal uh, aquamarine coloring to their kit that it wasn't in their kit in the previous year. And I think it looks great and it adds a little bit more of a dimension to their kits, but there are other teams that I believe that we're going to get to that just do too much. Yeah, and I think one thing that I really don't like about MLS uniforms is sometimes I think they can go a little too simple. Um, but one thing I really hated last season um, was, was that one template we saw across the league with the big stripes on the shoulder. Um, I think it's just an ugly design to begin with, but I think the fact that every single team had one of these, um, it really made it look like you're not Nashville SC or you're not the Seattle Sounders. You're the MLS team who plays there. And mm -hmm. it kind of made it, it – it gave it the feeling of like um, – like a camp uh, where uh, every, where it's like, okay, here's the blue team, here's the red team, or whatever, but everyone has the same sort of set of, you know, or like a, some sort of like showcase where uh, it's like, here's the team from the East and the West or an all-star game Jersey or something. There's, there wasn't much uniqueness last season. It, well, actually I shouldn't say that there were some unique designs, uh, but every single team, one of their kits had that, those big three stripes in the shoulder. And I was not a fan of that at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, but I understand kind of where the MLS is coming from. It's, it's their 20, 25th anniversary of the league since it started. And they're all about identity because in order to make soccer uh, profitable in America, you have to have identification, whether it's clubs or fan bases or uniforms, whatever. Um, the template kind of proved to where you could, you could see a kit whether if you knew the team or not, you knew that they were a part of the MLS. And that was good and bad. Uh, good because you could identify that they were an MLS team. 
and bad for kind of the reasons that you said. Um, but I like that a majority of these clubs with the kits that they finally released are different and they're trying to be different, but also trying to stay true to their club identification as well. Yeah, and one thing I, I kind of I understand why the MLS has the deal with Adidas across the league because one of the differences between uh, sports outside of America and American sports is you look at the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, they all have a league-wide uh, uniform deal. And then you look over in Europe, uh, and there's a few teams in the Premier League with Nike. Some of them have Adidas. Some of them have Umbro. Um, variety of uniform providers. And I understand why the MLS is doing this. It's an American sports thing, and it's also just a way to lock down um, a consistent uh, source of revenue. Because if one team uh, is a smaller team and they can't get a deal with a company like Adidas and they get some sort of smaller company, they're going to bring in less money. So I understand where the league uh, is coming from there. But I think that it does lead to some boring and kind of bland uniform designs. And you look at last season's uniforms, there were a bunch of teams who had almost the same uniform where it was just a white kit, uh, with maybe uh, one color as the three Adidas stripes or, the, or their logo. But you look at Atlanta United, FC Cincinnati, FC Dallas, um, Portland Timbers. A lot of these teams just had these sort of bland white kits. And does the MLS said they're trying to get rid of this. They said they're trying to move on. But you look this season at the ones that have been released by Columbus, uh, the New England Revolution, Inter-Miami. There's this black, so it, doesn't really, so it doesn't match my whole white jersey narrative, but it's pretty plain. Uh, Chicago Fire, there's another white kit. DC United. Um, a lot of these just really plain uniforms, and it, it kind of bothers me the way a lot of them, uh, they, they look too similar, uh, in my opinion, across the league. And, of course, there's still, um, we, like I said, we've only seen about half the kits. So there's still more to be released. Um, and I think this season uh, there's, there's kind of a balance. Um, I don't think – I think there's only about two uniforms in the MLS this season so far that are egregiously bad. The rest of them, I don't think there's any really terrible uniforms, um, but I think with that, they kind of are sacrificing individuality, and there's a lot of the same throughout the league. Yeah, I agree. Um, we talk about the the teams trying to move a little bit away, but also st kind of staying the same. Um, there's one team that uh, it's a Texas team. I am from Texas. Um, grew up, born and raised a Texan. I don't have the accent. I'm so sorry. I can't do it for you. Um, but there's a new team in Austin, Austin FC. Um, and they released a, an away kit that also has the three stripes. And I saw that and I was a little disappointed because if there's a new pro league in Texas, it's a big deal, especially in Austin. Um, they don't, have a pro sports team at the top division and now they do so i was kind of hoping that they would decide to be bold a little bit and they are in their home kit not really a big fan of their home kit um but i wanted it to kind of be the same for their away kit and see the three stripes was just a little bit disappointing for me but we can get to uh all of our opinions and our favorites and least favorite yeah, when I saw the release of that uh, white away kit for Austin, I was really disappointed because it was one of the first ones released to the entire league. And I thought, please tell me that this template is not sticking around. Tell me we're not all getting these jerseys for another year. Um, thankfully, it looks like that's not the case. Um, maybe with the second round of releases, we will see that again, which would be really unfortunate. But it, it seems like that's not going to be the case. Uh, we've moved past the three huge stripes on the shoulder. Um, but what's kind of interesting 
is the Seattle Sounders. They're actually keeping those stripes and they're using the same home kit from last year. Um, and I just read an article on this. I, I haven't seen, there's a few teams that haven't released their uniforms yet. Toronto FC is one of them. Um, I'm trying to think of another. Um, I know Toronto FC hasn't released anything. Uh, the Sounders haven't released anything. Colorado Rapids have not released anything. Um, so some of these teams might be keeping their old kits from last season. And it kind of has me worried because as, as we've seen, uh, only half of them come out. Um, and I've seen Nashville SC, they recently got a new mascot and they've signed some new players and they've unveiled all of these things in their home kit from last season, uh, which was just the color gold and those blue stripes, kind of a, a pretty bland kit, I'd say. And I, don't, I haven't really seen any evidence to, to say that a lot of teams are going to be doing this, but the fact that the Seattle, that, that the Seattle Sounders um, are retaining last season's home kit uh, is kind of worrisome to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, hopefully that that's not going to be the case. Um, and, you know, I think now, now would be a good time. I think we should talk about our five best and five worst um, of the releases we've gotten so far. Because like I said, we've only gotten half of them. Um, there's about 25 or so kits out. Um, so of these 25-ish, uh, do you want to start with worst or best? What do you think? I'll start, we'll start with the worst. Um, cause I love being negative. Uh, so I can go if you want me. Um, oh yeah. Feel free. Go ahead. I talked a little bit, uh, a little bit before, but Austin FC home kit is not my favorite. Um, mainly because it's, I see what it's trying to do, but I'm also not a big fan of the stripes with the green and the black and then just the Yeti across um, I could see it kind of looking good if there was another shade of green um, instead of the forest green that Austin FC is going with. Um, but the badge is cool. I like the badge. I'm a big fan of the badge, but I'm not, I'm not a big stripes person when it comes to um, soccer kits. You have to do it correctly or it doesn't look good on the pitch. And we kind of see that with, we talked about it before, with Manchester United's um, with Manchester United kids. And it also looks like Bournemouth, so close to Bournemouth and their, their jerseys over in uh, England, but it's just a different color. Um, the next one is, and it's an Ohio team. Uh, they just won the MLS Cup. It's the Columbus Crew. I, I like the away kit, um, but what caught me off guard was the amount of gray in it. Uh, the gray and the white, I felt, didn't really match kind of the vibe. And I liked their kits from last year a lot. Even if it had the Adidas template, I liked the black and the gold. It was really nice. Uh, Club Montreal, I know that they just changed their name, and I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. Um, but their their kit, the design, the background design with the flowers, the poinsettias, I believe they are, is really pretty, but the brand, the um, sponsor, just gets in the way of what it's trying to accomplish. And you see that a lot with these other MLS kits. Um, first one that comes to mind is the San Jose Earthquakes or the Quakes. They, their design is nice, it's simple, but the branding is uh, just too much. Um, you're gonna be kind of surprised because I actually played for their club team um, back in the day, FC Dallas. I don't 
like it. There's a difference between light blue that's done well and light blue that's not done well. And this shade of light blue just does not fit the vibe of the club for me. And the logo is too distracting from what it's trying to accomplish. I feel like if there is more kind of in the background, um, another design that's kind of underneath it, I think it would be a little bit more interesting. Um, but I love the Texas flag on the back, so it gets a little bonus point for Texas Pride. And then the last one, I think this is going to be on your list too. It was the first one that kind of popped out to me of being really, really bad, but it was the Philadelphia Union Away kit. Um, the yellow to me uh, just does not fit well with the kit. It might look good on the players when we see them in real time. You see that a lot with kits that originally look bad, but then you put them on a player and you're like, oh, it's kind of nice, or it's the opposite. And it's like, oh, that's kind of not really good. Um, but from first glance, it's not my favorite. I don't like the lightning stripes um, and I don't like the yellow. I feel like yellow for the Philadelphia Union should not be an accent color for them. I don't, I don't think that type of yellow is really what fits the branding of the club. I see what they're trying to do because they're trying to make um, a, different, a different presence for their away kit. But for me, that does not look like Philadelphia Union. Uh, it does not really vibe with their franchise. But those are my bottom five. So I'd love to hear yours. Yeah, I agree on that uh, Philadelphia take. Um, and when I first saw it, you know, their colors, their main home kit is usually blue. So I thought that was going to be their home kit. And I thought they were going for a little bit of a rebrand. And I look further into it, and that is their away kit, which is going to be kind of interesting to have a uh, dark blue home and a light blue away. It might be a little too similar when they go play a team like maybe Sporting Kansas City or something like that. Um, but I agree. I'm not a huge fan of that one. It looks like they're trying to do too much with their design. Um, but anyway, moving, uh, moving into my bottom five, number five, I got to go with the new England revolution. Um, this is one of the most boring sports uniforms I've ever seen. Um, and I really don't like the, um, they have that with their three Adidas stripes, they've got light blue on the right shoulder and black on the left shoulder. Um, and Olympic Lyonnais from France, uh, they did that sort of similar thing. They had blue on one side, red on the other, and I thought that looked really nice. But this one, it's just too bland for me. Um, and especially when you look at their crest, it's black and white. The MLS logo on the shoulder, black and white. The sponsor uh, and all the Adidas branding, uh, it's just black. Um, this one really doesn't pop out at me very much. It just, it just looks really boring. And if I was a fan of them, I really would see no reason to buy this. Um, and I think if, if you're the New England Revolution, your colors are red, white, and blue. I think your away kit ought to be red. Um, and if, if it's going to be white, you might as well throw some red in there um, to kind of fit the, the whole New England um, theme you got going on. So I'm not a huge fan of that. And I also really don't like the flag detail on the back. Um, they have this flag. It, I'm not quite sure what it is. Maybe it's, it's the city flag or maybe it's some sort of revolutionary America flag. Uh, but it's up at the top near the collar. Not a fan of that one. So New England gets the number five spot. Number four, going to say Austin FC's white away uniform. Really not a fan of this uh, kit template. And I like the green and white combination. I love the color green. Um, and I think it looks nice as a secondary color on that jersey, but it's just the template. It's just the fact that it's, it's a plain white shirt with three stripes on it, with three huge stripes on the shoulder. And I'm just not a fan. I, th I think the template is horrible. And I think also the fact that there's no other details going on. It's just a, a plain 
white jersey. It kind of looks like um, – it just looks like an example of what you'd show to somebody. Hey, this is what we do at Adidas. This is our basic – this is the absolute minimum. Uh, and I, I kind of expect them to throw a little bit more onto this, maybe at least give them some detail on the collar or the sleeves or something. Uh, but they've done none of that, so they're going to get the number four spot just for being boring and really because I just hate this Adidas template. Number three, got to go Columbus crew. Um, they knocked my team out of the playoffs. I still love the crew because they're from Columbus. They were my team before Nashville got added to the MLS, um, as I am an Ohio State fan. Uh, but this kit just – it really just sucks. And I kind of see what they're trying to do because I don't really know why the MLS did this, but they're doing this sort of, sort of rebranding with the stars over the crest where if you win the MLS Cup – you get a silver star, which doesn't make a lot of sense. You'd think you'd get a gold star for winning the MLS as opposed to a silver. I'm not sure what the gold one is for. It might be for winning the Supporter Shield in the regular season, or maybe it's winning Supporter Shield and MLS Cup. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to look back into that. But they're trying to do this silver design. I'm really not a fan of it. I mean, I don't think it'll look bad. Um, it's just painfully boring. Um, and it, it's especially bland for a team that has one of the coolest crests, I think, in world soccer and they have a really nice color combination uh and you know it's hard to mess up black and yellow across many sports it looks good on a lot of teams um they've just elected to go with silver here uh really boring of them not a fan of that one at the number two spot the team you chose is your worst philadelphia union uh i just hate these uh the lightning bolt it's kind of an ugly shape of a lightning bolt um if you look at it and, and then if, if you look at the sponsor too um, I can hardly even read what it says. It, it, it just looks it, – it's, it's, the kid is just so jumbled. Um, and also the crest, if you look at it, they've, they've, got, they've gone with the uh, two-toned or the two-color crest. They've made it light blue and gold. And it's just hard to look at. It's hard to read anything off of this. Um, and like you said, maybe it'll look better on the players. Um, and I do, I do like the idea of trying to be unique uh, because the MLS – uh, far too often ends up just being bland. Same thing over and over again. Adidas doesn't put in a lot of effort. So I do like they're trying to sort of pop out and be recognizable. And maybe they're trying to make themselves more of a, a brand worldwide or people say that and say, people see that and they say, well, that's the Philadelphia Union. I can recognize them. Um, but I'm just not a fan of this one at all. Um, and I think light blue and yellow just are an objectively bad looking color scheme. Yeah, you, um, have, to, you have to do it right. Um, those lightning bolts look like something you would find in MS Paint, but <laughs> yeah, really poorly designed. Uh, it, it looks like somebody just hand drew this. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely. I mean, there's detail in it, but it, it it's still kind of a lack of detail kit because it's just the same thing over and over again. Um, not a fan of the Philadelphia Union one, but for me, the worst. This one wasn't even on your bottom five. Um, I have to give my worst uniform in MLS so far to the Portland Timbers. This one, they've got, if you haven't seen it, first of all, the collar. I hate the collar on it. Uh, it's kind of a thick collar. And it's got buttons on it. Not a fan of that um, on a sports uniform. Looks like it should be a golf shirt. And I hate seeing that uh, in the game of soccer. But it's, it's an all green kit, but split down the middle, they have two different shades of green. Um, one of them is more of a... Uh, kind of a sort of blue tinted green it's kind of like a if you if you took teal but made it darker and the other is kind of more of a standard green that you would typically see with the portland timbers um and i just i really can't stand this and if you flip it to the back um it's no longer split the entire back is this sort of dark teal uh shade of green the sleeves are the more standard green shade 
I just hate this split down the middle. And I read something on their social media um, and it's apparently supposed to be something about their team heritage. And I think they must've had that shade of green the year they were founded something like that. Um, but I just really can't stand this one. It, it doesn't really look good at all with the, the colors split down the middle. And when it comes to a kid design, there's not much you can do about team sponsorship, but I don't really get why Alaska airlines is sponsoring a team from uh, Oregon. Um, and it, it also, the fact that it has, has Alaska and huge lettering and then it's just airlines kind of more in fine print. It looks like it's team Alaska you're playing against. Um, but that's beside the point. I just think this second shade of green is really ugly. And I don't know why uh, they've chosen to do this. And additionally, the shorts, um, there's two versions of this full uniform. They can go with white shorts, which I think makes it look better, or they go with green shorts. And the green shorts just make it look even worse because it goes with the standard shade of green. Um, but when it contrasts to the darker shade of green, it just really does not, the two greens don't go well together. Um, and I would not call those a good harmony of green shades. So Portland Timbers, once again, you know, I, I'm critiquing the MLS for not having enough individuality. Um, but I do think the two worst kits here are the two most unique. So it, it kind of is a double-edged sword there. Um, and maybe I'm being a bit hypocritical. Um, but I think both of these went a little too far, trying to be a little too unique, uh, doing a little too much. Not a fan of either. Portland Timbers, last place. Yeah, I am a big uh, anti-Portland Timbers fan. So I smiled at that. That was really nice. Thank you for uh, roasting them. Makes me feel good. Um, my top, uh, since we can go from talking about the worst to talking about the best, uh, my number five spot, um, this is an ode to you, Reed, because I love the color navy and yellow together. Uh, my uh, five is Nashville away kit. Um, I love what they did. I loved their kits last, uh, last year when they first became a part of the MLS. I loved their color scheme. Uh, it looked really nice on the field and it was really recognizable. Um, but this, this is simple, but you look at it a little bit longer and you can kind of see that there's um, some underlying designs in it. And it's really, it's really pretty and really pleasing to look at, especially with the thin trim at the top of the collar. It's uh, nice. And I love the badge as well. It's very simple, but it's very unique. Um, the only thing I would say is that I would like a little bit more color on the MLS badge, but um, Beggars can't be choosers, and I, I like that one. The, the next one, I'm going to put it at four, so I'm not biased, but it's the Minnesota United kit, and we talked a little bit about it before, but it's the color of, it's the, color of the light blue, and then the black accents uh, really go well together, and then the badge as well is really nice. Um, kind of the same critique. I kind of wish that there was a little bit um, more kind of underneath, and a little, like a little underneath design as well. I wish they kind of we talked about the simple, simple mindedness of this kit, but um, now looking at it a little bit more, I kind of wish the Minnesota United franchise for being so out there as they are, um, kind of put a little bit more effort into the background design of it, but um, it does its purpose. Uh, number three, and this is more of a, a nostalgia trip than anything, and I think it was supposed to be for its supporters, but I put the LA Galaxy kit. Um, their away kit this year. It's different. It's unique. It, it kind of goes away from what they were doing for years. The LA Galaxy kits look the same, um, but now they look a little bit different, and it's, it's nice. I like the colors of green. Um, it's not a too out there striped combination, 
that's why it's kind of not as high on my list, but I like the I like the ode to the history of this club because it is really important to Americans American soccer um, and world soccer as a whole. LA Galaxy is a very important and loved club from all around, and I like that. This is a tribute to their fans and to their history as well. Um, second for me is, and you talked about collared shirts. I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit. I love a good, well-done collared shirt. Collared shirt. So um, Orlando City. Uh, I'm also a little bit biased because Nani is one of my favorite players. So I saw that Nani was on the back. I was like, oh, I'm drawn to that one but i love the i love the color purple their purple is beautiful and i love that it goes from a dark shade of purple to a little lighter shade of purple my only critique about this is the mls badge um i feel like they're doing a little bit too much with the pink on the badge i don't know if that's in the photo or supposed to be in the photo or not but it's a it's a different color um it's different from what Orlando City usually is. Their main color scheme is white, gold, and purple. Um, so it's a little bit different. It kind of draws away from the nice um, design of the kit. Uh, I do think that the stripe on the top could be done away with, um, but overall it's a very nice and well done, well put together kit. And then my favorite, um, is again, I love the color light blue on kits. And if you do it correctly, then it looks really good. Um, it's the New York City FC home kit this year. The, the trim on the collar is very well done. I like that it matches the sleeves as well. And they have one of the best crests in, uh, in the MLS. And I like that they're kind of showcasing that. And then the little lighter, wider stripes uh, down the middle is a nice background design. So that one is my favorite. I think it's going to look really, really good on the field. Yeah, and that NYCFC one, um, I kind of, I have a few thoughts on these. They're not in my top five. Um, and I, I think the details in this one are really nice. Problem is, though, um, unless you have the kit right in front of you, um, you're really not going to be able to pick up on these details. It's a little too subtle for my taste. Um, so to me, really from a distance or when it's on the field, it's just kind of going to look like a plain light blue shirt and certainly the full kid's going to look nice. And I love that color scheme. Um, and it is my understanding that New York city FC, um, are tied to Manchester city. They have the same colors. They have the same, uh, sponsors. So, um, I would have to assume that they're, that they have the same owners or some sort of, um, uh, partnership there, but it looks to me like they're copying Manchester city a little too much. This one looks exactly like Manchester city's kids this season. Um, well, I shouldn't say exactly because they're because the Manchester City one they they have this sort of tile design. They have a little bit of white uh, woven into the the main pattern of the shirt. Um, but in terms of the the main color, um, the collar, um, and the sleeve accents and all of this, it just looks too similar for my taste. And it seems like they're trying to copy uh, Manchester City a little too much. And like I said, I know they're connected to them. But I kind of would like to see them have their own identity, especially because New York Red Bulls also a team. You got. Uh, you got the uh, RB Leipzig and then you got uh, Red Bull Salzburg. So they're both of the New York city teams. They're kind of just the American version of a different team. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that. And I wish there would be a little bit more individuality. We saw that last year with New York city's kits. They had some Navy blue and some orange worked in there this year. It looks great. Um, but I, I don't like the lack of uniqueness to it. Um, so I'm going to leave them out of my top five. Uh, certainly good straight up, but, like I said, they, they just seem to be 
trying to be somebody they're not uh, a little too much. But anyway, going into my top five, number five, I just mentioned them, New York Red Bulls. Um, I'm a big fan of this year's kit. Um, and it, it's a white kit, and I don't love white kits, but it's, it's their home one. They, they go with white all the time. Um, I think it's simple, um, but it's recognizable with the checkerboard pattern they have there. Um, they, it's, it's just a plain white shirt. They've got a slightly light or a slightly darker shade, kind of a really a super light gray uh, to make this checkerboard. And they have some nice red accents um, on the sleeves and on the uh, Adidas stripes. I think this one looks super nice. It's kind of a regular looking New York Red Bulls kit, um, but I know paired with the red shorts, they're going to look super nice. Um, one critique I do have that for them though, I cannot stand um, when you flip to the back of it, it's got the name and number, and then below um, on the bottom of the kit, it just it has New York Red Bulls in large lettering. And I believe that all the all the Red Bull teams throughout the world do this, uh, but I just can't stand that. Um, and it does no other team in the MLS does this. And outside of some teams in Europe, uh, in in smaller European leagues, um, I, I believe the Bundesliga does this. And really, I think a lot of European leagues outside of the Premier League and La Liga have these sponsorships. Um, on the backs of jerseys and on the shorts and stuff like that. I don't like how the New York Red Bulls are doing this. Um, I think it looks kind of ugly and it sort of ruins the back of the shirt to be completely honest. Um, but I think from the front uh, and if you get rid of that big sponsorship, it's a really nice looking uniform. So I'm going to give number five to New York Red Bulls. Number four, my hometown team, the Nashville SC. Um, last season, and I say this uh, as – somebody who is currently wearing last season's Nashville SC kit and who owns both of Nashville SC's uniforms from last season. Um, I found the uniforms last season to be too bland and too boring and really just a, a copy of the MLS template with no sort of individuality. And you look at inner Miami uh, who was the other expansion team last year, they had some nice individuality. They had some unique components of their uniforms. Ours were just plain and they just copied what every other MLS team was doing. So I wasn't a huge fan of those. These, on the other hand, complete opposite. I love the pattern they have on the front. It has this nice um, – it's, it's the end from the Nashville SC crest, and it's just repeated over and over again, and it has the two different shades of blue. Um, I'm a huge fan of this, and I've seen this pattern um, on some Nashville SC merch before, and they have, they've sold a few scarves with this pattern. And I always wanted to see it put on a shirt, and I would love to see it put on the gold shirt as well. Uh, but I'm glad to see it finally put there. Um, I liked the blue kit last year. I preferred it to the, to the gold one just because I don't love our sort of highlightery shade of gold. But I hated those the three huge stripes. We have a much more simplistic Adidas stripe now. Huge fan of these. And I see what you're saying about the MLS logo on it. Um, but I kind of feel the opposite way. I, I like the fact that uh, I kind of like the way it blends in. Um, and it doesn't take up too much space. It doesn't draw too much attention to it. It really draws the attention to the design itself. Huge fan of that. So... Uh, I love this natural seek and I actually bought one recently um, and it's set to arrive a couple weeks from now. I'm not sure why it's taking so long to arrive, but whatever it is, what it is. Number three, we talked about this a little bit before your team, Minnesota United. Um, I'm just, I just love the color light blue. Um, and I, I just think this one looks really nice. It's really simple. Um, not much more to say about it. It's a nice light blue kit, not doing too much, but it still does enough. They get the number three spot. Number two, LA Galaxy. We both agree on this one. It's it's nice. It's nostalgic. And I was I don't I don't believe I was alive when this kit was around originally. Um, but this is I think this is what their inaugural kit looked like. Uh, it was definitely what the, one of their uniforms looked like years and years ago. 
it kind of would have been cool to see this last season in the 25th anniversary of the MLS, but regardless, I'm happy to have it now. Um, I like the, 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 I don't really know how to describe this. It's kind of like a greenish, it's teal, but it's a little more green than a regular teal. Um, and it's got these nice green and black stripes, kind of like um, Inter from Italy. Uh, but instead of blue stripes, they've got teal, kind of like the old Montreal Impact. But I like this throwback to the team's history. LA Galaxy, definitely the most recognizable MLS team worldwide. They've had all kinds of stars. They had Zlatan. They had David Beckham. Landon Donovan, um, quite a recognizable name. And I like this callback to their history. Um, they definitely have the most established identity in the MLS. And I like to see them. I want to see them keep those. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they're going to keep the, uh, the white home uniforms. But I, I do love this as an away uniform. I'd love to see something similar to this more uh, as a more permanent um, away. Because usually they're away. It's kind of a navy blue. Um, and it, it's, it's a bit of a boring away. This one... Definitely unique, definitely draw some eyes, and it's a great throwback. Huge fan of that. Number one, um, you were not a fan of this one. I actually love this one. I love the color combination. I love the, the design. Austin FC, they are taking my number one spot so far. Uh, we'll see if anybody takes the number one from them when more uniforms are announced. But I love this one. I love the stripes. Um, green and black, I think it's a great color combination. And I love this shade of green. I will agree with you that the Yeti sponsorship really doesn't look good. Um, Yeti, it just takes up too much space. It's too bold, um, taking too much attention away from a great uniform design. But I think stripes, it's something that's so unique to soccer. No other sport really has stripe uniforms. And if they do, they usually look pretty hideous. Um, but Austin, they've pulled it off really well here. Um, it looks great with the team's crest. Uh, the color combination is great. I love the stripes. I love a stripe uniform. And speaking of stripes, I was really sad to see what happened um, with Montreal's team. No longer called Montreal Impact. Now they're called Club de Foot Montreal. I hate that so much. Um, and what really sucks about it is, I mean, the MLS, they're known for having unique names. You have the Seattle Sounders, LA Galaxy, Chicago Fire, New York Red Bulls, uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. And now as more and more teams get added to the league, we're just continuing to have City and then either FC or SC. Um, Nashville SC just got added to the league, did the same thing. Inter Miami, uh, sort of unique, but still there's, they're kind of taking the Inter thing um, from one of Italy's most famous teams. So not super unique. You got uh, Charlotte Football Club coming in the league soon. And I hate this lack of identity. And this is a team, the Montreal Impact, they had identity and they, they're taking it away from themselves. Um, not a huge fan of CF Montreal. And I think their uniform um, is – it's just too bland. And I like this sort of snowflake. Maybe, maybe it's a flower. Maybe it's a snowflake. Not quite sure. I do like that design being put on the shirt, but it's just a plain black shirt. They used to have the blue and black stripes. I love the blue and black stripes. They're gone now. And oh, it's just so sad to see this happen. Who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll do a full 180 um, and come back to the Montreal Impact if enough fans, because there is some backlash with their fans. Um, hopefully they'll do that one day, but it is kind of heartbreaking to see a, a unique MLS identity be thrown in the garbage can. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, especially since whenever Thierry Henry, um, we're both Ar Arsenal fans, so of course we know who he is. Uh, when he came to the MLS, it was a big conversation starter. There was a lot of excitement, and now he's uh, leaving the MLS. Um, it's, it's interesting to see that this club in particular is going through a rebranding. Um, 
I agree with you in kind of the way that it's their identity is being taken away. You see that with a lot of MLS teams. Now they're being soccer club or football club. Um, but I like this, this ode or this tribute to the city that it's in. Um, Montreal is in Canada. There's a lot of French speaking um, Canadians that live there. French, the, the French language and the French culture is, is a heavy part of that city and, and its identity as a whole. And I, I like the fact that they're kind of paying tribute to that, that um, it is a part of Montreal. And I like that they're being a little bit different and a little unique in the way that uh, they're portraying themselves. Because while they are taking away their cool name of the Montreal Impact, that's really badass. Um, but they're also kind of doing it in a different way that they're, it's a new name, it's a new style of a name. And um, I really wish them success. I'm not uh, a huge fan of their kit as we talked about, but I'm a big fan of the club. I really like its history and um, the players that play there. And they always have some of the most exciting games of the MLS season um, and also some of the worst games of the MLS season. But I do wish them best this season, um, especially now that they have a new manager and they're kind of going through um, another rebranding, another rebuilding process. But hopefully they do well this season. Yeah, and overall, the whole Montreal situation, is, it's just unfortunate. And you know, you're talking about Thierry Henry. Um, you know, it seemed, it seemed like he was just too good of a player to be able to coach MLS-level players. He wanted them to do things that only a world-class guy like him is capable of doing. Lots of rumors swirling around that he's going to be the next coach of Bournemouth. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to coach another former Arsenal man, Jack Wilshire, over there. Uh, and best wishes to him and his uh, coaching career. But I, I, just, I just can't stand this uh, taking away uh, of the team's identity. And I also hate this. I believe BMO is their sponsor. Um, and it's just a huge circle in the front of the kid. If it was some sort of text, like you see a lot of these – for example, Nashville, it says Renaissance Bank across the front or New England Revolution, United Healthcare. It's, written, it's a nice little text logo. It doesn't take up too much space. And this is just a huge circle uh, with uh, the company's logo on it. And I really hate that. Um, overall, I think poor job by Adidas. Um, poor job making the kit look unique. It doesn't look unique at all. Um, and one thing I wanted to get your take on, because this wasn't on either of our best or worst lists, but it's certainly a unique uniform that's being talked about. Atlanta United's new uniform. Um, they've gotten rid of their black and red stripes. So they, they've kept them a little bit. Uh, now they've made it a solid black shirt uh, with uh, some thin uh, red stripes down the middle, kind of similar to what Brighton and Hove Albion are doing this year. And a lot of times a, a team with striped uniforms, um, every now and then every couple of years, they'll make it one color and then have super thin stripes. Uh, but this one is being called a banjo kit by some fans because the five strings, it, it looks like a banjo. It looks like a, a black shirt with uh, red banjo strings down the middle. What do you think about this Atlanta United uniform? I, I like the implementation of the pinstripes. Um, I, when I first saw it, I didn't, really, I didn't really have an opinion on it. I was kind of like, oh, that's, a, that's, an Atlanta, that's an Atlanta United shirt. Uh, it's, it's following the same pattern of the red stripes, the black kit, the gold accents. Um, that we've seen with Atlanta United's previous uh, kits before. But I, I don't really have, I'm not really against it. I'm not really for it. Um, I feel as with most of these kits, um, and we see this in European soccer all the time, 
they get so much backlash for the kits that they release and then you watch the players play in them and then they look fine. Um, we're both Arsenal fans when Arsenal dropped their Highbury away kit. Um, there was a lot of backlash for that as well because they're like, why does this look like a kid took some paint and then just went and dabbed it all over the place? Um, but then you look and you watch players like Aubameyang and Saka wear, wear these kits and they, they look fine in them. Um, so I'm not really against it. I'm excited to see Atlanta United players play in this kit because uh, my family's from Georgia and I know how important this club is to the state of Georgia and to Atlanta as as a whole as a city so um i'm excited to see what it looks like but right now i don't i don't really have a strong opinion on it yeah and you know my team nashville c um at least i would consider us rivals with atlanta but i do have to uh con- congratulate them or give them props for the way they've created an identity they've only been an mls team since 2017 and they're already one of the more recognizable names um, in the MLS, part of that is because they have one of the best stadiums uh, in the soccer world. I mean, it's a football stadium. Uh, but I mean, if you're familiar, if you're, if you listeners are familiar with uh, Arsenal fan TV, if any of you are Arsenal fans, uh, they went down to an Atlanta United game, and these guys they go to every single Arsenal game. They've seen hundreds of stadiums across the world, uh, and the host said that Atlanta Stadium was the best he'd ever been to. Um, so Atlanta, they've got a really good identity. They're a well-known team. They're a well-known brand. Um, but I don't like this one. I don't like this uniform because uh, it doesn't doesn't really look like Atlanta United to me. Um, and I also would have liked, if they're going to go with the pinstripe route, I would have liked them to be spread out a little bit more. Um, I still like the gold. I love the fact that uh, their sponsor, American Family Insurance, uh, it's in a metallic gold. Um, and then I, I believe, okay, no, the shoulder stripes, the three Adidas stripes are red, but they've got some gold accents on the MLS logo and their secondary sponsor, um, so I think that looks nice. And of course, if you have a stripe kit, you got to change things after every year because you can't just have the same stripes every year in a row. Um, so I see what they're trying to do here, trying to deviate from the norm a little bit. But I don't think this is the best execution. This actually makes me a little frustrated because one thing I want to see in an MLS uniform, uh, and I actually designed one of these. It's, I, I believe it's still up on my Instagram. Uh, if you scroll further down, there was one week, it was during MLS's like fan I believe it was called Jersey week and they were having fan submissions uh, for um, concept uniforms. And they actually put an article up of a few submissions uh, and one of mine got on there. It actually was one of my least favorites. It was my sporting Kansas city throwback. Um, But I did one of of Nashville SC and I had down the center of their kit uh, pretty similarly to what Atlanta United has. I had them having six stripes uh, to look like a guitar. Um, to look like guitar strings because our crest, uh, it does have, if you look somewhat carefully, it kind of has uh, six stripes. And you look at the Nashville Predators on their uh, lettering, they have those six stripes to, to symbolize guitar strings. I would have loved to see that. Um, but if Atlanta United has gone and done it, I don't want to have us having a golden blue version of Atlanta United. So that kind of takes away that possibility um, for me. So I don't like that about it. Um, but another uniform out of all of these I want to highlight a little bit is Real Salt Lake. They have a white uniform, and I'm a big critic of white uniforms um, in the MLS, and I'm also a critic of teams who are trying to copy other teams. But I like this white shirt a lot because they're called Real Salt Lake. Um, They were named after Real Madrid, Real Madrid known for having their white uniforms. And as much as I don't like, you know, New York City FC trying to look like Manchester City or, or any of that, I've always kind of found it odd, the fact that Real Salt Lake 
whereas red is their main uh, shirt color. And sometimes they don't have a white shirt at all. Um, and I think it's nice they have it this year. And they, they do have some nice, they have a nice pattern. It's kind of hard to tell what exactly it is, but they do have some detail worked in there. Um, it, it probably, if I was from Salt Lake, I'd probably get what some of this symbolism is. Um, it looks like the word Salt Lake is written on here a few times and there's some sort of doodles drawn on there. Um, but I think this one would look really good to somebody from Salt Lake, a fan of theirs. I think this is a nice uh, regional pride kind of shirt. So I kind of wanted to highlight them for that. Um, and then if you look on the back of it, uh, a lot of these teams on the, on the back of their shirts, they'll have these little logos up top. Some of them are state flags. For Nashville SC, it's a sound wave uh, of this chant that Nashville fans do, which I think is a nice little bit of detail. For Real Salt Lake, it's a lion. And I think that's pretty cool with the whole Real thing, um, you know, meaning royal in Spanish, um, being the, you know, king of the jungle. I like that symbolism there. So I do like this. As much as I hate the boring white MLS kits, I do want to highlight Real Salt Lake this. I think they've done a really nice job of executing on a good uh, secondary kit. I do. I do like their... Um their back design. It kind of reminds me of the now gone, but were once a really exciting club uh, in Salt Lake, the Utah Royals for the NWSL. Their main thing was Lions. Um, uh, Lion Pride, uh, they had a bunch of O2 um, Lions on their kits. Uh, their badge was a Lion, I believe, as well. And I like that that, that is continuing in Salt Lake. Um, we don't really see that with Real Salt Lake kits. Um, it's more kind of like you said, it's the red, it's the navy, it's the yellow. Um, but I like that there's more um, detail. I'm a big, big fan of detail, uh, especially if it's um, contributing to where the club plays and its history. And it's kind of a tribute to the fans as well. But I love this kind of this kind of identifying with royalty, identifying with like a lion pride that Real Salt Lake does. It, it, it makes me happy. I like, I like it when clubs um, take something that is not really a part of the world of, of soccer, the world of football, but they, they make it their own and they make it theirs. And I like, I like it when clubs do that. So I really, I'm a fan of this kit. Um, I am not a fan of Real Salt Lake, so I wasn't going to give them the pleasure of being on my top five, but it's definitely the sixth. I enjoy this kit a lot. Yeah. Um, any other sort of honorable mentions or, or something about these uniforms throughout the MLS that have stuck out to you? Is there any one that you want to highlight for a minute? Um, I talked about it kind of, kind of at the beginning of the podcast, but I, I do love the Inter-Miami kit. I love the, the light blue, the kind of aquamarine uh, accent that they put on. I wish they would have done some trim across the collar. I think if they did that, I would have put it on my, put it on my list, but um I'm a big fan of the black and pink. I love that color scheme and I love the crest as well. It really makes me feel like I'm in downtown, downtown Miami at like 3 a.m. drunk. It really just gives me that vibe and <laughs> I like that. Uh, and then another kit that I'm also kind of a fan of, I like, I'm not a big fan of striped kits, but, but if you do it right and if you do it small, I enjoy it. So FC Cincinnati, I like their navy uh, an orange striped kit. Um, it's just simple. I think the logo is a little too big, um, looking at the dimensions of it, but it's a simple kit. It's not really standing out too much, but I like the stripes as well. Um, so yeah, those are my two. Yeah, I think the FC Cincinnati one, um, and I will admit I do hate FC Cincinnati. I do have bias against them. Uh, so 
if you're listening to this and you like FC Cincinnati, um, that's why I'm going a little harsh on you guys. Uh, I think last year their uniforms were one of the worst in MLS history, uh, their home uniform. And then, of course, their away was just a boring white. Um, so definitely a step up. But, I mean, it, it looks nice, this year's version, for FC Cincinnati. But I, I don't really love the, the fact that they've included navy, royal, and orange. I think they want to just go with one shade of blue um, and orange. I think that, that would look better. And going back to the USL days, um, FC, FC Cincinnati, they were one of the more, no, more well-known USL championship teams. Or I guess it, 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 the, the league didn't get the name USL championship until they were gone. But when they were in the highest tier of USL, um, a couple years before joining the MLS, they had their U.S. Open Cup run where they beat Chicago Fire and they beat a couple more teams. They were a more well-known name for a minor league American soccer team. Um, and back then, their colors were royal blue and orange. Um, and one, ever since they've gotten to the MLS, they've got a new badge. They've got a slightly new color scheme, and they've included this navy blue a little more. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. I would prefer that they go back to this royal blue. They still have it, and it's the, the stripes. It's, it's a navy blue kit. They've got these thin or this, they have thin stripes that alternate between orange and royal blue. Um, I wish they would have just gone a full royal blue uniform. Um, and if they want to have a tertiary color, have it be that navy. But I think their main color should be royal. Secondary should be orange. Tertiary should be white or navy. Um, so not a huge fan of the direction they've gone here. Um, I think they're kind of steering away from their roots as, uh, you know, of what made them this recognizable team. And ever since joining the MLS, they've been one of the worst teams last year or two seasons ago, they were in dead last. And I think they were either in last or second to last in the Eastern conference this year. Um, so I think this Navy blue FC Cincinnati has kind of been synonymous with failure. Um, so, and maybe they want to wait till they have better players coming in and they can actually start winning games. But I think they need a bit of an identity change. Uh, and I'm not a huge fan of this Cincinnati one. It looks, it looks all right. Um, but it, it looks a little too minimalist to me. And with this inter Miami shirt, I'm kind of a fan of it. And I do like the fact that there's no sponsor on the front. Um, because, you know, sometimes sponsors, I would rather, I mean, I like a good sponsor, um, logo on the front just because it takes up space well but i don't i don't want to take up too much space i don't want it to be the the focal point of the shirt so i'd rather have no sponsor than a bad sponsor um and of course inter miami they got david beckham as their owner they have all the money they need they don't need to be making money off of sponsorships um on their shirts so i think it's cool what they're doing here um and i like this sort of leaf pattern they have on the front of the shirt but it's another issue it's similar to some of these white shirts um that we've seen in the mls where you know, the pattern, it's so subtle. And it's like that NYCFC one I was just talking about. It's so subtle where if you look out on the field or you're looking on the TV, you're not going to notice it. And it's just going to look like guys running around in regular plain black t-shirts. Um, and it's just going to look like some sort of Adidas showcase event. You're going to say, oh, well, he's wearing a plain Adidas shirt. That's what it's going to look like to me. Um, and especially they're trying to be one of the more well-known names in the MLS. So they had uh, Gonzalo Higuain. They've had a few other um, big name international transfers come into their team. They're owned by David Beckham. So they're definitely trying to get to that status of maybe an LA galaxy or a New York Red Bulls to where people um, who watch the premier league or, or live in England or live in France or somewhere in Europe can recognize them. Um, and I think this plain black looking shirt isn't doing them any favors on that front. Um, so I think they could have done a little bit better there. Um, but other than that, my main takeaway from the MLS this season is, some of the uniforms, um, some of them are a little plain. You look at uh, 
you look at the Revolution, the Chicago Fire, um, FC Dallas, San Jose Earthquakes, Real Salt Lake, Houston Dynamo. A lot of these, they're pretty simple. They just follow this regular Adidas template, but none of them really look egregiously bad. I think the, the two egregious ones are the Portland Timbers and the Philadelphia Union. But a lot of these, they, they could be a little too simple sometimes, but none of them look bad. And the MLS, I think, overall has done a good job. Um, nothing tremendous. Um, and maybe we'll see some tremendous kits in the, in the next releases that we're going to see in the next couple of weeks uh, or months uh, leading up to the MLS start of the season in mid-April. Um, but nothing too horrible. And I think last year there were a decent bit of horrible kits with the huge um, Adidas stripes on the shoulder. They've gotten rid of those. Um, for the most part, of course, Austin Till has theirs. But for the most part, they've gotten rid of that. Nothing egregious. Um, overall, simple, solid kits. And if I was a fan of, uh, say, New York City FC, uh, a kit that I think is a little too simple, a little too minimalistic, if I was a fan of theirs, I would probably buy it uh, or I would at least support it. Um, I think these are – they're not too hard to get behind uh, as fans. Um, so I think the MLS overall has done a good job. Uh, I'm not going to say they've done a great job, but certainly good. Um, when you look at the league as a whole. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what they do. I was very pleasantly surprised with, um, even though there were some designs that I did not like in this batch, I was pleasantly surprised with the uniqueness and the fact that they are willing to think outside the box, especially since compared to last year, uh, which is something that we, we've uh, talked about. But just this I want them to be a little bit more experimental. We see it in the Premier League and we see it in the Serie A and we especially see it in like the Indian leagues as well, is that they're experimental in what they decide to put on their kits. And I feel as if the more you try and experiment and you've more you play around with the color scheme that you chose and with designs that are that cater to wherever you are, um, if you're in San Francisco or if you're in Austin, if you're in Nashville, for example, uh, catering to wherever location you are, I feel like that's a good thing. And if the MLS wants to be bigger, which they talk about being bigger and they want to be considered in the on the world stage with leagues like the Premier League and like the Bundesliga and La Liga and all those other leagues as well in Europe, if they want to compete, then they're going to have to make themselves recognizable. And I feel as if these clubs, some of them are doing it well, some of them are not doing it so well, but I do appreciate the effort and I'm excited to see what the next batch uh, has in store for us. Yeah, and we talked about the LA Galaxy one, um, you know, callback to their history that we really like. I want to see some more callbacks to team's histories um, in the MLS. I want to see some throwbacks to especially the older teams who have been there since 96 or since 2000. Um, or whenever some of the older teams had joined. Um, I want to see some more throwbacks to that. And I can't speak on a lot of teams. Um, you know, I, I can't talk about Atlanta United's history or anything, but I know Nashville SC, um, that's the one team in the MLS I know more than any other. Um, and we've had some different kits in the past. We've had uh, back in our day, I forget which league it was, but back when Nashville SC was Nashville FC and they played in some small uh, semi-professional league, um, their shirt was, um, it wasn't as highlightery of a yellow as our current yellow, which by the way, I can't stand our color of yellow. I wish we had a, a more normal shade like the Nashville Predators, uh, but I digress. We had our, our yellow and white stripes. Um, that was what our uniform looked like. We had some red accents, wasn't a huge friend of the red, but our colors were uh, gold, navy. We had a little bit of light blue worked in there uh, and our home shirt was a gold and white stripe. 
And I want to see the MLS look into team's history, uh, into team history, bring some elements like this back. Um, and I just hate the fact that I, I think with Adidas, uh, what they did with Nashville SC last season, they just made it too simple. They just said, all right, well, this is, this is what Adidas shirts look like. Uh, we're just going to slap your colors on it. And then, you know, hopefully you guys will buy it. Uh, I don't really care about your team's identity. Uh, we're Adidas. We're going to do what we want. And I just wish, and I understand that, that the MLS is not the biggest of Adidas's concerns. Uh, they have much bigger clubs to worry about, like Real Madrid or Arsenal um, or some of these bigger teams. Man United is a huge one. Um, so I understand the MLS is not at the top of their priority list, but I would love to see some more uh, designs tailored to cities. And I think they've done a decent job of this so far. I think Nashville SC is a great example. It, it looks, to me as a Nashvillian, it looks like a really good shirt. I went and bought one myself. Um, but I just wish we could see more um, throwback kind of uniforms in the MLS. So I love what they've done with LA Galaxy, and I hope it's going to be a sign uh, for things to come. Um, so do you have any more to say about the MLS kits uh, this season? I think I've said all, everything that I think. Um, I think I've covered everything, all of my thoughts on it. Um, just pretty much I like the uniqueness. Um, there are some clubs that do it better, and there are some clubs that do it a little bit worse. But overall, I like the direction that the MLS is going with their designs. Yeah, and of course, I wasn't a fan of the Portland Timbers or the Philadelphia Union, uh, but certainly unique kits. Hopefully, that's going to be a sign uh, for more to come uh, in, this, in these next releases. Hopefully, we're going to see some more outside-of-the-box designs, less just standard Adidas uniforms. But it seems like that's all we got today on the RJM podcast. About half of the MLS uniforms are out, about half of them still to come. We are going to cover them for sure when they are all out on, on the RJM podcast. You can find it here. Definitely going to have some more con content soon. Patrick Feltz coming back on the show. We, we hinted at our jersey swap episode last time. We're going to be doing that soon when, when mine arrives. Um, so make sure, be on the lookout for more RJM podcast content. But that's all we got for today. Uh, Emma, anything you want to plug before you leave? Uh, yes, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, because my name is Emma Watson, uh, such a shame, there are a lot of other people that like to take the name Emma Watson on Twitter as well. So you can find me at, at the watch watch, um, watch spelled W-A-T-S. Um, I retweet a bunch of soccer content. I live tweet the Indiana women's soccer team. If you are a fan of Indiana University or a fan of Indiana athletics, uh, make sure to give me a follow and uh, keep updated with all things soccer. Um, so it's mainly, that's my Twitter. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram if you want. You can like all my pictures as well. Uh, it will give me an ego boost. Um, but that's, that's about it. Um, uh, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I love talking about anything soccer and uh, kits as well. And I hope I hope uh, you have a great day, and I hope to be here again soon. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it as always. Hopefully we'll be able to celebrate some good Arsenal results in the future <laughs> uh, with some more Europa League action coming up. But uh, after we've been playing lately, who knows? But anyway. Uh, I wouldn't count on it. But yeah. <laughs> we'll anyway. see. This has been another episode of the RJM Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at RJM Visuals. Follow me on Twitter, Reed Murray 9 um, Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. For Emma Watson, I'm Reed Murray, and we'll see you next time.